Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Crusty Cast. I'm here today with Grant, Grant Gallagher from Adrian College. Grant, why don't you say hello to the people? Ooh, to the people. Wow. I'm already <laughs> off to a bad start. Good. It'll make me feel a little better. What's going on, everybody? I'm excited to be here and talk a little fishing today. So, Grant, I know, I mean, you, you fish for Adrian. It's kind of like a big point, but that's not really what I want to focus on. You've done way more than, I guess, Adrian in your lifetime. Let's start back, and I think where we both started off fishing is walleye. I'm from Toledo. We have the walleye run every year, Lake Erie, which is like probably the best walleye fishing in the world, almost without a doubt. Um, I, met, I saw you at the boat ramp when me and Hunter came up from walleye fishing. So how did you, how'd you start out walleye fishing? How did you do that? Well, here's a little funny story. My mom always told my dad, I'll have him until he's five years old. Once he turns five, you have him. So ever since <laughs> I was five years old, man, my dad and I have been pretty stupid i guess you could say like we're ice up to ice out we'd never winterize the boat we keep it in the garage so anytime there's a little bit of a window where we can get out and go fishing so you're still going walleye fishing in the middle of winter and everything oh yeah we're crazy if you follow me on instagram or any social media i'll post like december we're out there breaking ice jigging for walleye or trolling for walleye so it's i don't know i've been bit by that walleye. trolling for walleye and ice oh yeah like how well how much do you have to prep for that like how much ice do you have to break for that to work there was a time i think it was this past february january february we were coming through ice i know they can't see me about a half like this thick breaking an inch, it, inch and a half or no half I, inch to an inch half inch to an inch there you go and we finally got through that and found some open water and that's when you can start to troll put the boards out and or jig that's my favorite to do it's so fun watching them on the old hummingbird <laughs> and vexilar it's awesome it's just like ice fishing but yeah. in a boat I love that. So, yeah, ever since I was five years old, we've hit it hard. Anywhere from Cleveland all the way west, and I love Lake Erie. Like you said, it's the best walleye fishery in the world. I was just about to ask. So do you think Lake Erie is the best, or is there oh, other good far. spots? Oh, by far. Obviously, there's other good spots. Like We have the rivers, like Sandusky River, Maumee River. But Ever fish a Detroit River? I haven't. For smallmouth, but never for walleye. I heard it's really good for smallmouth. I don't know about walleye. I don't hear too much about it from walleye. Yeah, I know a couple guys on the team fish it pretty hard for walleye, and Coach Borton does, and they catch them, but... Never done it for walleye. Dang. Well, yeah, because I'm a local from, from a, close to Maumee where the Maumee River is, and the walleye runs right. huge. So when I started out, my dad kind of showed me the reins, and I was, I think, 15. He took me out for my first time, got me a new pair of waders and everything. And there you go. It was a whole different style of fishing because I kind of grew up with him. He loves pan fishing and sunfish fishing. Oh, it's his favorite, crappy bluegill. He loves them. Oh, yeah. So that's what I always started to do. And then slowly as I got a little older, I was like, well, I want to catch bass. I see bass on TV everywhere. So I started going to that. Never fished a river, though, at all before really? that. And so my first couple times he took me out, we just on the bank just to get a feel for it. Right. And then um, got me a pair of waders, took me in the, in the Maumee River, and that was just a different story altogether, man. You had to fight Always. the current, fighting snags every, like, left and right, feeling the bite between a rock and a bite. It's, that's awesome. It's all a different kind of fishing, but that's how I grew my, you know, love for walleye. When I caught that first walleye in, like, I think it was like 40 degrees outside. Jeez. I was just like, all right, cool, I can leave. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's diehard, man. If you want to catch walleye, you have to earn it. Now, these past couple years, though, have been amazing for walleye. And I mean, I've talked about this multiple times on this podcast, but the, the hatch for the lake and then the, the fish coming up to spawn the mommy have been insane. They change it from a four fish to a six fish limit in the river. I know it's always been six fish in the lake, but for that to be in the river, people are just still limiting it out in half an hour, 45 minutes on a good day. Jeez, like that's, that's awesome. six fish yeah know? that's awesome but yeah. It's, yeah it's all just different yeah the lake the last couple of years has been insane you can go maybe it's getting a little tougher now because those fish start to head east they go back home to that cooler water and all the bait fish but in the spring there february march april may it was just ridiculous 
everybody was out there. I've never seen so many boats. Oh, I know. Like, every well, single reef where you were out there with Hunter, yeah. every single reef is just covered with boats. See, but that was my first experience on the lake. So when he's like, it's packed out here, I was like, this is packed. Like, it seems like there'd be a lot more boats out here, but I've never been out in the lake gotcha. with Hunter yeah. before like that, or yeah. even in general. So mm-hmm. kind of an eye-opener for me. Yeah, it's kind of like, okay, it's my turn to take a little swipe over this reef. And then the next boat comes through. It's like you have to take a number. It's nuts. So that's what we kind of like to find our own little pot of fish, get away from everybody, do something a little bit different. And usually that's how you kind of get rewarded with bigger fish, or at least sounds good on paper. I was saying there's just been a ton of people out there this year, so you have to get away, find those little active pods of fish. And I can't stress enough how important electronics are. You have to, like, trust your, like, find those arches. It really is important to go look for those fish instead of saying, oh, here's boats here. Let's just start fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what, like, Hunter was doing, showing me on his fish finder what he was looking for. And then when we were, the first day we went out together, we um, got our limit jigging. And he's like, you want to go out for some bigs? I was like, "Uh, yeah. (laughs) So we took, like, maybe a 20, 30-minute run out into really deep, clear water. It was really murky that day. Um, And he just starts marking fish. He's like, all right, let's set them out. And then finally, we got the depth correct for the fish and everything. And just start reeling them in, you know, once after awesome. another. Yeah. yeah, that's what's exciting. Once you start to see those marks that are a little bit off the bottom, usually those are the fish that are up looking for food. Yeah, so and then you pass over a couple marks with no bites, and you're like, "What the heck?" Yeah, I know, <laughs> frustrating, right? Yeah, that's where I almost like hate technology, like the live scope, like Garmin has come out with. Like you can literally see the fish in front. Of you. That's got to be frustrating when you can't get them to eat. Like cast right to the fish. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like people, everybody using panoptics nowadays exactly. and everything. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It can be helpful, but also frustrating as. Oh. Yeah, exactly. It's like you got to find that happy medium where it's still helpful, but you're not like too caught up in yeah. it. So we'll see. Like how much farther can technology go? Especially for sonar and stuff like that, man. I have no, besides just getting a camera that can see through water like it can see through air. I have it, no idea it, what. Exactly. Like, yeah. But I'm sure that's what they were saying 10 years ago and look where we are now. Facts. Yeah. I mean, like, when who you knows? just can see a school of fish on your, on a pan optics and just see your lure drop right in the middle of them. Yeah, exactly. Don't sign me, or I mean, don't get me wrong. If I could afford it, I would have it. Oh, I'm broke I think anybody student. would. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think yeah. anybody would. Exactly. Um, kind of moving off from walleye, though, big bass guy. Kind of transition from walleye to bass. How did that transition happen for you? Well, it was probably only four or five, six years ago. We saw an advertisement, actually, for Adrian College and the Toledo Blade. I'd never heard of Adrian College, but they had a bass team. So we started messing around at East Harbor, West Harbor for largemouth. And we'd always chase smallmouth because they're pretty similar to walleye, actually, on the lake. And then we started chasing smallmouth more, and I absolutely fell in love. They're a freshwater shark. Oh, I know. You're not going to find anything that fights harder, in my opinion. I think that's why most people fall in love with walleye or uh, bass is because they are, like, the biggest predator fish in almost any body of water. Yeah, exactly. Especially those smallmouth. They're so tenacious and mean. You'll fish a jerkbait. We've been doing it the last couple weeks, even this late in the year. And probably up to a week or two ago, Lake Erie is the cleanest I've ever seen. You'd see the bottom of 15 foot, no problem. You'd fish a jerkbait, and there'd be two or three fish that follow it up. It's just nuts. It, but you might not be able to catch them, but it gives you a good like sign, okay, there's fish there. So that's been awesome. And you just can't go wrong catching smallmouth. Yeah, you do like smallmouth a little bit better than a largemouth, you told me. <laughs> yeah, I did so, tell you that. So why is that, though? I mean, what's not to like about a smallmouth? They fight harder. I, I don't know. They're just amazing fish. They're, they're like a shark, like I said, because they're like – they're just so different. They'll be suspended out in 30 foot of water, or you can catch them up in less than 10 feet of water with a hair jig spy bait. They're just so cool. They roam. They're so pelagic chasing the bait fish. And I don't know. I just love them. I'm obsessed with them. You could say. I will say, though, I am a bigger fan of smallmouth than largemouth. There you go. I've, uh, my dream is still to go to Lake St. Clair. 
Once oh, I like, haven't made the trip. No, huh? man, I haven't been oh, able to go to, get up to Lake St. Clair at all, and I can't wait for the day that I can finally go and catch some of those world class smallmouth oh, up there. Oh, dude, it's it's different. And it's not like once or two world class a day. It's like a good, you know, a good oh, bag. <laughs> it's ridiculous. What amazes me, there's tournaments there every week. That lake gets pounded, pounded, pounded. Big tournaments too, not just club tournaments, and it still produces. Like that's amazing to me. I don't get how it happens. But it it's just produces. almost such a perfect lake. There's so many bait fish and everything. Exactly. They just can eat and eat, and, and it's so shallow that like you know crawfish or bottom uh, bottom baits must work perfectly because it's so shallow. They can survive everywhere on the on the bottom. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there, man, but it works, and I'm not complaining. <laughs> a couple summers ago, my first, second trip up there with a buddy, Jacob Emery, he had a giant on, and it spit up a perch seven inches. Uh, yeah, Dang. how does that work? They have tiny a hungry little, hungry little yeah. guy. I mean, they're called smallmouth, but come on, give them some exactly. credit. <laughs> I think those uh, Lake St. Clair smallmouth are a little different, though. It seems like their heads are almost bigger than the ones you catch on Lake Erie. I don't know. It's weird. Like, hair, like heads bigger than their body, you're saying? Oh, like mouths are literally bigger than the fish you catch on Erie. I don't know what's going on there. Just a different strain, I guess. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not complaining. As yeah, I wouldn't be big, complaining. Man, easier I'm to catch them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so going into some of your Adrian days, I know you're, you were Tyler Van Brandt's partner. You mentioned that a little bit. Um, so what was what were some of your you know most memorable moments on on the college tour? Yeah, speaking of Tyler, this past March we got to go down to Lewis Smith Lake for uh, the Bassmaster College Series, stop number two, and we were fortunate enough to find some pretty good patterns, and I believe we finished eighth out of like 259 boats down there for that college tournament. And that was awesome, and the top ten actually got to go to the Bassmaster Classic, the College Series, so we got to do that the following week following week and we fished lay lake down in alabama and it was just awesome i mean such a cool opportunity you get to walk around at the classic expo and you get to walk around like around all these pros like i'm on cloud nine all these guys you read about watch on youtube or watch on tv ever since you're a little kid you get to see them and, and not just, to mention you also get to maybe fish in the same circuit as they do some for some people yeah, some people will. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great thing about college. You're fishing against the very best people your age. That's really, really cool. It's been an awesome opportunity, Adrian. Because didn't Shane get to fish in the Bassmaster? Or who was it? Who was it that got to fish um, the one day in the college Bassmaster? I thought they were on the same. I think Shane told me that one of the guys, one of the teams from Adrian, got to fish on the the college day for the Bassmaster Classic. Oh yeah, that was us. Yeah, that was you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that we was necessary fishing against the pros. Well, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, yeah okay, it was okay, like the okay, college yeah, day yeah, at Lake Lake. Then we got to okay. weigh in on the stage. Yeah, so yeah. That, okay, that that's incredible. what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. okay. Gotcha. You know, yeah, that was <laughs> it. Was awesome. It was so cool. I like. I don't even know how to describe it. You have like the fog machine and the strobe lights, and it's awesome. It's like everything you dream of. Like and you get to do it in college. Exactly. So, like, even if you don't make it to the pros, you get to do it. You, you had to do it. Exactly. It's like when I played hockey in high school, we got to play on um, Fifth Third Field when they had okay. the Winter Classic. That's awesome. Oh, and that was, that was insane. I bet. Yeah. It's, it's like something you think about as a kid, getting to play at a cool venue, getting to do this. And so it was neat getting to do that. Lucky enough for, for you, it happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I've been very fortunate. So how did you guys end up doing, though, that day? We actually finished third out of 13 or 14 teams in that college division. We were happy because we've but never been But that's after 280-some teams? 259 or some odd so, number like that. So after 259 teams, you guys stayed up in the top 15, we'll say. Yeah. So that's Eight. already a big accomplishment. And from those top 15, you guys stayed in top three. That's like a – I mean, that's almost luck of the draw who's going to win that. It's it's all ounces, wasn't it? Or was was there a pretty big gap? Yeah, I think the team that won it, they ran away with it, so we can't say oh, we really? almost won it. Okay. But for the sake of the show, we can say we almost won it, right? Hey, but <laughs> like it's it's like third place is like 
heck yeah, I'm in third. Second place is like, God dang it. Yeah, exactly. And then first place again, it's like, heck yeah, I'm in first. Yeah, I guess that's a good way to look at it. <laughs> so you got the best losing position, I would say. Okay, I'll take that. I, <laughs> I can live with that. Because, I mean, from my experience in the past, getting second place was like, God dang it, you know? What like, did they say? It's like kissing your sister or cousin yeah. or something like that. Yeah, so I guess third place isn't that bad. Because the third place, you're just like, hey, at least I'm up here. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It was it was really neat. And those lakes down there are so fun, those spotted bass. Like Lewis Smith Lake, where we had originally qualified, they fight so hard, so awesome. And then that Lay Lake has a lot of current that flows through it. And oh my goodness, you get those big spotted bass in that current, and it's just a blast. It's like when you catch it, when you're, in, you know, again, going back to walleye a little bit, when you're catching a snag of walleye in the tail, and it fights exactly. upstream against you, oh, <laughs> it's yeah. a big old, probably, probably six pound walleye, but oh. fighting hooking it in the tail fighting it you're like god dang yeah, you think you have a buffalo on. oh i know yeah, one time uh and mommy there's these, the boats you know they come mm-hmm. and sometimes the boats don't know what they're doing newer guys you know granted Not always yeah. you gotta you gotta learn some of the older guys too that think they know what they're doing <sighs> but they'll come up there and they'll start casting like right into your drift and then they'll snag you nine times out of ten that's frustrating so one time i got snagged i, I hooked this guy's floating jig head like, I didn't hook it around the shank. I hooked the actual floating jig head. Like, my hook was in his jig head. How does that work? Well, they're like styrofoam. Well, you're the luckiest fisherman I know. Oh, I know, man. I'm the best. I know. <laughs> so, I'm fighting this thing. I'm like, oh, my God, this is a big fish. Because, I mean, like, it's feeling like a fish. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had Kenny and Ben next to me. Jeez. And they're both laughing. And I can't. Was it Kenny and Ben? I think it was Ben Bears. Okay. Um, and Kenny. Uh, and I can't figure out why they're laughing. And all of a sudden, everybody in the line starts laughing. I'm like what's everybody laughing i look oh, up there's gosh. a guy on the boat that's playing the, playing as the fish i'm oh, like you geez, dude you gotta hilarious. be kidding me oh my gosh, so i reel it funny. in and i hooked his actual jig head i was like someone take a picture of this yeah no kidding i was that's like a, that's how does this even happen <laughs> i don't know well, about that i, know, yeah. <laughs> I, don't I can't know. eat a jig head yeah well that's one way to look at it i guess <laughs> yeah that's funny but yeah that those runs are different it's crazy how many people will come down there to do it and it's like you said the spawns the last couple of years have been so incredible that well it's been the ice the ice has like stopped people from fishing you couldn't get in there and everything so that's what helped and yeah. that population blew up so now they had to up the limit so they the walleye don't overpopulate the lake you know hey i'm not complaining i'm not fishing is good yeah. i'm not gonna complain <laughs> it's been awesome um but then going on from lewis smith lake um that was probably your favorite tournament i'm guessing since it was the Bassmaster one yeah i, I guess you could say that it was pretty <laughs> sweet yeah now Everybody, I've heard a couple of stories from Ben, Tyler, some other guys I met up with. There's always some funny stories. What's what's maybe one of your like funniest experiences, either on a tour, on the water, back at the at the house, the hotel? Give me something here. Gosh, there's a lot. You didn't give me this one beforehand. It's gonna be tough to narrow down here. <laughs> well, here's a funny one. I don't know how funny you guys will find it. It's kind of weird. This was just happened in June at Smith Mountain Lake in uh, Virginia. We were like. 14 of us went to this tournament okay and we were in these cabins about the size of this place <laughs> like there were seven eight we about maybe beds. a 600 square foot room right now yeah. take oh, yeah. 100 square foot Forgot, so you guys yeah. can't see sorry about that <laughs> um but yeah anyways we're in a tiny little cabin and we have seven or eight bunk beds and we're all sleeping and we had just fallen asleep it's probably 12 31 in the morning the night before the tournament and i don't know what i ate but i woke up but i was still asleep so i was sleepwalking and I thought I was being chased by some kind of bug. And I just remember screaming. And our coach, <laughs> and I, I can't remember who else, someone else on the team, like, tackled me and woke me up. And I'm, like, screaming, they're coming, they're coming. So that was, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. And this is the night before the tournament, so everybody went to bed relatively early. 
Oh man, dude, that's one of the funniest. Like you just had to be there. Like I'm butchering the story, but if you, it was scary. I've never had anything like it. I've never slept walking. <laughs> my, like it was just nuts. But there's anytime you get to hit the road and travel, like not to plug Adrian College, but everything's paid for gas food lodging it's incredible like i'm a broke college student i couldn't afford this anywhere else you know so a lot of people love college fishing everything's paid for exactly it's so nice but there's so many funny stories anytime you get to travel with a bunch of like good friends and stuff like that it's it's awesome that's i feel like that's how it always goes it would oh, matter exactly. what sport it is oh exactly <laughs> yeah like there's like i love fishing obviously and to me catching fish is the number one thing but to other people it's more than just fishing like it's getting to spend time with friends or family like just being out in nature which i all like i appreciate all that stuff but there's nothing like actually fishing for me so oh, like, yeah it's like it's all of that together talking about how it's affordable and just all of that together and it's the best college sport there is like because where else can little adrian college compete against every school in the country like obviously you can't do that in football yeah what like, do you guys rank this year all right there's a couple of different circuits i think right now we're third the Quijent Bass, but it, I don't know. Hopefully, we have Lake Erie coming up next week. So, oh, you guys are fishing in Lake Erie next week? Yeah, 31st, next Friday. Dang. So I'm, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Big tournament. Yeah. <laughs> Open and praying, it's on the lake. Kind of in the kind of in the hometown. Yeah, exactly. Sandusky Bay. So, if you guys want to, I don't know when this is going to be out by, but if you guys want to check it out. It should be out by, by next, next week. All right, well. There <laughs> hey, you next go. week, yeah. you'll, be, you'll be fishing the tournament yeah, while this perfect. is posted. There you go. we got to do well then and get a little more credibility. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to have you on next week if you lose and uh, shame ah. yourself. Ah, yeah, there you go. I don't think I'd like that one very much. <laughs> so, I mean, from a person that went from walleye to bass, uh, you kind of said how you read about Adrian, and that's kind of how you started to get into bass. Yeah. Did you even, like, think that that's what you wanted to do? Or was it kind of, like, spur of the moment? This is kind of fun. I don't know. I'm a pretty competitive person. Like, I played sports in high school, and I like to compete. And this tournament fishing, it's new to me. Like, it's been, a, like, a learning process. It really has. What year are you? I'm a rising senior. Okay. Okay, so, gotcha. yeah, it's been new to me because, like, growing up, everybody else, like, fished high school tournaments and stuff. And I was busy playing baseball or different sports. And so – you got to have a little bit of a different mindset. You're looking for five bites. It's not like growing up is like, catch how many, see how we can catch the most. Now yeah. you're looking for the five best, unless you're fishing like MLF or something. But it's, I, you know, hard take. I think MLF is a way better series to watch than a regular five fish Yeah, I don't think I'm going to agree with you there. There's nothing like watching somebody come in Dang. with five giants. I mean, okay, you're correct on that. But back when like I was a kid watching on TV, man, like, Watching the same guys just harp on the on the same bush for like twenty thirty minutes, yeah. and then you go to YouTube, Dustin Connell, watch oh, yeah, him just DC. rip like all day, yeah, and you're I'll just like, that. "Let's go, come on!" Oh, he's up by two pounds. Oh, right, catch another one. Oh yeah, it's definitely exciting getting to, like see. That's cool. How they can know exactly yeah. how so and so is doing. But I will agree that the excitement with five big old fish. Yeah, that that's a lot of excitement. Yeah, it is for pretty it. cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like to attend weigh-ins and stuff, and that's pretty neat. But the other thing about MOF that's nice too is you don't have the dead fish. Like, you're not carrying a smallmouth who are so delicate and alive well for eight hours and getting beat up by waves in the heat. Like, MLF's so nice, weigh it and release it. So I will give MLF that. I do like that a lot. But going back to what we were talking about, um, you said it, it was a different mindset for you going into it. Explain that a little bit. Just like I said, like, bass fishing before was just see how many you could catch. Yeah. Numbers-wise, kind of like the MLF. But now, mindset, tournament, you got eight hours. you got to pick, I want to fish here, 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 get a couple different spots in your head. And then you're looking for five big bites. Like it's not going to do you any good if you catch twenty little ones. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So you just want to find that. That'd be a fun, fun day. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's probably not going to place you up there too high. Coach might yell at you. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But yeah, like 
Yeah. Guy comes back with a live hole full of crappie. What are you doing? They were biting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got dinner tonight at least. Oh, I love crappie. I'm feeding. The, I'm in last place, but the boys are fed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You got to get some kind of win for that then, right? Yeah. Have you ever thought about doing that, like dead last and be a big school of crappie? You ever, you ever thought about it, entertain the idea? Well, maybe on Lake Erie. Well, I guess you can't catch a perch out there right now. But hey, hey, maybe a walleye. There you go. <laughs> I had to take the trolling rods and take the boards out there and see. Well, like one like Hunter told you that one day, we were catching them on tubes. That's ridiculous. So hey, maybe if you're there, they'll be on tubes. <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. How many walleye there are? We've caught a ton of smallmouth fishing this year. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you I'm, guys were smallmouth fishing that one day we saw you. Yeah. Yeah, we caught, a hunter caught one, like, little dink smallmouth. <laughs> yeah. I it, mean, we just weren't in the right areas. Huh. He yes. wanted to fish deep. I was like, I, I could see him being deep. It's hot. Um, but I was like, maybe they're still in the coves. And it turns out they were still in the coves like you were in. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy how many fish are still shallow. They had the FLW Costa series out of Sandusky. I believe that was a week, week and a half ago. Anyways, a couple weeks ago. And it fished tough for everybody. Like, Scott Dobson leader after day one had to run all the way to st Clair from sandusky 70 80 mile yeah, How, yeah exactly okay so and like what kind of boats do you guys use there's rangers ranger bass boats that the school has like uh size 18 19 foot okay so, and you got 250 on them back of each of them 225 225s so how much gas does that burn like, how big is your tank? In the, can you run? Ex- can you guys run 70, 80 miles? He was filling up for gas. Like, on the 18-footers, we only have 150s on them. And then we have a 19-foot. It's a sweet boat. That has a 225 on it. But, yeah, you got to fill up for gas. That's, like, that's a dedication. So he was running, stopped to fill up for gas, and kept running. Well, I think he could make it there. And then he had, on the way back, he had to fill up or something gotcha. like that. But that's how tough the islands were fishing. Like, the islands, they've been really tough the last couple of years. I don't get it. I, I don't know. The fish were still really I wonder shallow. if it's just the population of walleye now pushing eating all the bait fish pushing everything up pushing like say the perch and whatever up yeah. higher up eating all that bait fish for the bass something something's going on but you drop the camera down there the amount of gobies in the lake is just insane. dude i caught a goby on a drop shot oh i'd believe it <laughs> and then yeah. and the hunter was like put that on your drop shot i was like yeah, dude that, this is like too heavy for a drop shot man <laughs> hey but i'm sure that thing would get munched i mean they're nothing but a ball of muscle dude there's yeah. like it's you ever hold one it's just like slippery and little small just eating like candy small well yeah candy. gobies kept they just kept biting our nipping our lures and we were around the islands oh because yeah. we we're like dude i'm getting bites i'm getting but like they're not holding Maybe rods up yeah it looks like a machine gun it's like, and then all of a sudden we're like oh they're probably okay let's move somewhere else these are all gobies <laughs> yeah exactly and there's so many sheephead i don't oh know if you guys God. caught yeah the amount I of sheephead my out football there head so many times just I, pitching I, in and then Jesus. Oh, believe, they're a fun fight, they are, but yeah. after you catch one or two, it's like, oh my Give me a gosh. smallmouth. I'm here for small. Give me it, one. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I don't know why somebody can't find a recipe for sheephead. Get rid of them. You know what I mean? Oh, my dude. You, yeah. Somebody's got to control the population. Well, you know there. what? The herons out there, they love sheephead. You toss them one, they'll eat it whole. We oh, were, there you we go. were perching on the pier, catching them sometimes, yeah. occasionally. Uh-huh. Big old great blue heron behind us is just chilling the whole day. We'd toss him sheep. He ate like five whole sheephead when we were there. Wow. That's yeah. a circle of life. <laughs> yeah, right I mean, there. We'll, we'll have the circle of life going. We tossed him one, then we're like, that might be a little too big. Oh, no, dude. That really? thing picked it up. Neck went like massive, bigger than its body, it seemed like, and just oh. swallowed it whole. That's crazy. Man, that's got to be some good source of protein for him or something, oh, right? Oh, for sure. It was like it was like a five-pound sheephead, bro. Jeez. Oh, yeah, and that's the other thing. There's no small sheephead out there, no. it seems like. If you no. catch a sheephead, it's a giant. And then when you're using that light line for smallmouth, it takes forever to get them in because you don't want to And they get them. everything all slimy if oh, they twirl exactly. around in it. Exactly. Then They're you catch a catfish, mess. it'll do that even worse out there, and it's like, oh, my well, goodness. Well, do you like catfish? To be honest with you, I've, I've not fished for them that often. 
it's always been walleye or now bass the last five years. A lot of people don't like catfish. I can't see why, man. I could see why. You don't want to get barbed. <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't like taking them off. I, I mean, I'm I didn't know you were afraid of fish. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. But yeah, I mean, I'll put the gloves on, you know, I'll make my girlfriend take them off. You'll put the gloves on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, catfish, they're scary, man. Well, yeah, like we'd go down the river, um, the Maumee River. We'd wade, wade over about halfway through across this island, be about waist high. Sometimes it'd be about oh, yeah. chest high. Little bobber and when a worm on the bottom, or even some catfish bait sometimes, depending on how finicky they are. Yeah. Let it drift fish. And then, dude, we catch probably 20 a person, I'd, no like way. in a period of four hours. Really? Keep probably about six. You know, six uh, catfish is a lot of meat. So we catch How do you keep cook the, them? Like, I've never had catfish. So, so it's just like wild they're, 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 Well, they're a pretty gamey fish, usually. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they are. Um, so what me and my dad taught me is you soak them in milk for the day before. Uh-huh. That takes out like a ton of the gaminess to really? it. And then I just chunk them up. Oh, catfish balls. Really? Deep fry them, yeah. There you go. Just a little panko crumbs, some Lowry's, and whatever else you want. That's so hard to beat walleye, especially oh, how dude. we are in the lake right now. Well, you get a big flathead. So big flatheads have, like, white meat. So big flatheads are delicious to eat. They're really? literally like walleye. Really? Yeah. Man, you probably get a lot of meat off them, too, huh? Oh, dude. Well, you saw that one that I noodled, that 35 yeah. pounds. I didn't keep that one. We let that one go. We didn't have anywhere to put it. We didn't expect Jeez. on keeping any, especially one that big. Yeah, no kidding. Um. But yeah, thirty-five pound fish. You think maybe, maybe ten pounds of that is his guts and his and his rib cage because those those guys are a lot of muscle. Oh yeah. Except I don't eat the belly meat on catfish, so gotcha. that's probably like another five six pounds of belly meat that we don't eat. Wow. So out of a thirty-five pound catfish, I would not doubt you'd probably get ten to twelve pounds of meat off that. Do you really? I wouldn't wow. doubt it. Yeah. Man, you can feed the whole neighborhood, huh? <laughs> Jeez. Thanks for a good fish fry. Oh, I bet, man. You get a couple of those, you're yeah. set. Jeez. But I don't know. Can't beat walleye and bluegill, in my opinion. What about perch? Oh, I love perch. I yeah. feel like the, it's the biggest debate between what's better, perch or walleye. My dad it. says perch. Hunter says perch. I haven't had perch enough in the past to yeah to differentiate. That's tough. It's all good to me. I'm not going to complain. If you <laughs> it have is, fresh yeah, bluegill, all, crappie, walleye perch, I'm not going to complain. It is all pretty good. <laughs> now, don't get me started on smallmouth. Can't eat those. You can't it, eat smallmouth it, or largemouth. It's so frustrating. You'll see charter captains out there smallmouth fishing with soft crawls, and they'll keep them. Oh, man, that'll make you angry. Because well, a smallmouth to even get, I think it's like 15 inches, takes like five years. Oh, the, the growth rate is insane how slow it takes. Like you catch yeah. a four- or five-pound smallmouth. That's that a six-, eight-year-old fish. Oh, at least, yeah. if not more. It's ridiculous, yeah. It's sad that you'll see them just throw them in there, especially when the walleye fishing is so good. Like, and walleye tastes better. Exactly. Like, walleye so, tastes undoubtedly better. That's why I don't get why you have to keep smallmouth when you go get your clients a bunch of walleye right now. See, I wonder if walleye tastes better in like some of the sunfish because they're more of an active fish. I don't know. Could I have be. no idea either, but I know yeah. some, like, but smallmouth will, will sit, you know, on a point or whatever for a long time. Uh-huh. Walleye are always moving. I wonder if that's because they're so much more active. That's why smallmouth tastes better than largemouth, because smallmouth have denser meat. I don't know, man. I'm not a scientist. Yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I see you're over there shaking I, your I head. I just eat I what's know. good, and you can't eat a bass. Pretty sacrilegious. But I will tell you what, bluegill through the ice, that's by far my favorite way to eat fish. So how often do you ice fish? As often as possible. Obviously, <laughs> well, when you're not out there it, trolling through the ice. Exactly. Yeah, living in Northwest Ohio, you never know. Like, what is that? 14 and 15. We had that those really cold winters. It was like, well, it was like 14, 15 with the really cold long winters, and then 16, and hmm, about 16 was that late winter. Yeah. 17 okay. was a good year. Uh-huh. Well, we could do the run and everything, and then 18. And 19 were, were late again. Okay, yeah. And then this past year was amazing. Yeah, was, the winter was non-existent. Yeah. 
Well, see, I love ice fishing, though. That's why in 14 and 15, we were out on the lake a lot, and that fi- the fishing was awesome. A lot of big ones were taken because that 2003 hatch was insane. Like one of the best, like I think the best like years ever had, which has been rivaled the last couple of years. See, I was like five years old when that happened, so I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like my dad and I have been obsessed with wildlife fishing, so I used to study that all the time. And they have a lot of great studies. Travis Hartman from the State Department, they do a lot of good stuff. But yeah, I was obsessed with that. And then all those fish from 2003 were huge. They were 10, 12 year old fish. So that was awesome catching those giants through the ice. Got to get them up through an eight inch hole. Sign me up so awesome have you ever been in a situation where you needed to like drill a triangle or whatever bigger hole never that big that's my goal catch a wall is so big we have to do that we have eight ten inch holes though so they require work you catch some of those bigger ones you gotta kind of kind of dip your hand in there exactly. and fight the cold for okay so when i'm always ice fishing i've only been a couple times with malachi okay um, yeah i think ben met us out there a couple days too he's a guru man ice fishing guru <laughs> that's what everybody says he loves it we talked about in his on that episode he's in his minnesota trip and everything uh-huh. well trip when he lived there yeah um, but I've noticed, like, when I'm ice fishing, I don't mind getting my hand wet and cold. For some reason, I don't know what it is, but if I'm just sitting there, like, if I'm playing pond hockey or whatever, oh, yeah. and my mitt comes off, and it's just a handful of ice, it's like, ah, oh, man, that's cold. <laughs> exactly. But then ice fishing, when I'm not wearing gloves for, like, hours on end, it really? doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, especially if it was shanty. That's, that's a game changer. Oh, Malachi's shanty with a little buddy heater in there. Oh, it's, it's nice. You're comfortable. in a sweatshirt. Comfortable. And just, yeah, sweatpants. You're comfortable. <laughs> in the, especially if you have, like, a Vexilar or something, too, so you're not just blindly fishing. Oh, dude. Yeah, so that's what we did. I would go around digging holes, oh. and he would be Vexilaring to see if we could find anything. Exactly. And eventually we'd find find a couple of them, and I'd drill, like, a couple holes, and we'd sit out there. And oh, yeah. Before we set up the, Yeah, before we set up, try to find what holes are good, and then oh, that's yeah, how we exactly. did it. Yeah, down at East Harbor. You've been to East Harbor, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I used to fish East Harbor. Um, back in high school, when I first got my kayak, I was trying to do some of those kayak tournaments and everything, oh, like yeah. kayak fishing that's Ohio. That's off. Uh, dude, I know. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I want to get one. They're, they're fun. I think they're fun, but I'm looking for a boat now, so I, I don't want to put any more money into my kayaks. <laughs> there you go. Start putting it towards a boat. I like it. But yeah, we went out to East Harbor before I really even knew what I was doing bass fishing. Okay. This was like when I started to try to learn. Yeah. So I went out there with just, you know, just a tube like I would in the river, uh-huh. a little drop shot I was trying out for the first time. Yep. But I hammered them around the docks and everything. Oh, I believe it. But at the, any other place, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, but speaking of ice fishing there, the water is so clean. So it's only four or five foot, and you can look right down your hole, and you watch them. I think that's so fun. I love sight fishing, whether it's ice fishing like that or bed fishing for sight bass. Sight fishing is very fun. Yeah, yeah, I love sight fishing. There's just something about that, like being able to see them before they bite, but still making them bite. That's just so cool. Love it. Where's um? So you, you primarily just fish ice fish. That is like Erie. You don't go anywhere really else. I don't know anywhere around school. All those like the Irish Hill area. Anything around Adrian, and then anywhere in northwest Ohio. Farm ponds are where it's at. If you can find a nice farm pond with just some giant bull bluegill in there, sign me up. <laughs> I love that. I love bluegill. Bluegill are very tasty. I think crappie is my favorite, though, out of all of, of all of them. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. Crappie are fun to catch too, with the little paper mouths. But then you get then you get those jumbo perch that just have way too much meat for how big they are. <laughs> oh, exactly. But they're getting hard to find on the lake the last couple of years. Really? I, oh yeah. I don't see. I don't. I barely go out to the lake. So I mean, you're 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 blowing my mind right now. <laughs> and I'm sure the walleye has something to do with that. Probably predating on all the little perch, but I guess they're catching them down this way towards Toledo. And around the uh, reefs and the can complex. So that's mm-hmm. a good sign, I guess. I'm hoping we get ice and catch uh, both walleye and perch. <laughs> that's my kind of thing right there. Say, so going into the fall, are you um, looking forward to some of those? What are you looking forward to more, like the winter when it comes to more ice fishing or the fall when it comes to college tournaments? 
Oh, definitely fall. Yeah. Like you said, college fishing tournaments and just fishing. Because <laughs> you never know what you're going to get in winter in Ohio. It could be a cold winter. It'll get ice. Or, or you be... could have open water all winter. Exactly. Which we'd still have the boat out. So I'm not. I love all four seasons here in Ohio because there's always something great. You're you an can easy do. guy to please, aren't you? That's <sighs> not what my girlfriend says, but <laughs> <laughs> she's going to hate that part when she hears this. But no, all jokes aside, I love Ohio. There's a lot of good fishing to be had. There really is. Okay, so you say that, but then where I'm from in like Toledo, dude, I have to drive at least 45 minutes in any direction to get anything yeah, decent. <laughs> See, but I love the lake. That's just where I'm always fishing. Yeah. So yeah, going that's, to the lake's a pretty always foolproof place to go. Exactly. You'll catch something usually. Knock on wood and jinx myself, but yeah, <laughs> the lake's pretty dang good. I love it. So talking a little bit more about tournament fishing, I re- recently just started getting into it this past year. Nothing, nothing on the level of you guys. We're talking about Wednesday nighters, John Boat tournaments, just having fun. That's fun. But even like, yeah, what you said about um, catching a bunch is way different than that now. Like, oh, definitely, the stress is there. You're like speed fishing, but finesse speed fishing. It's a whole (sighs) different style. Yeah, it's my favorite way of fishing, though. I love that 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 race to catch the big ones. It's my favorite. So yeah, I know. So what's your favorite bait? Oh, okay. So, oh, he's pretty excited about this. Yeah, I have two different favorites. Okay. The one is my swim jig that I gave you. Oh, yeah, those look sweet. Then the other one is a football, or not a football, a um, bullet weight setup with a Reaction Innovation Sweet Beaver. Oh, man, old school Reaction Innovation. I like it. That's my favorite style. I will almost always have that tied on. Really? And if the the little beaver tail isn't getting it done, 8-inch ribbon tail. 8-inch, huh? Dude. Wow. Okay. It takes a little bit for him to eat it, but it's... It just looks so nice doing it. It's so, like, satisfying. See, we're the complete opposite. I like light line, little gear, drop shot, net rig, little I've finesse started, swim baits. I have started to fall in love with drop shots. Oh, yeah. I've started to fall in love with them. When you need a bite, that's tough to beat. Drop shot, net rig, yeah. for sure. I, large mouth, small mouth, whatever. Especially I have that. a pretty good confidence in my drop shotting now. Ned oh, rigs yeah. are still on the Really? On the that's, like, my confidence bait. If you need a bite... I feel like it's pretty easy to do, though, because it's just dropping it down, popping it a little pop, Exactly, pop, yeah. Pop. It's like the do-nothing rig, man. You, like, there's not <laughs> a bad way to fish it, I'm convinced. I mean, that's kind of like the beaver tail. When you just drop it in there, let it sit, pop, pop, yep. pop, pop. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. But at least you get to set the hook home. You're using all bait casters. I like the spinning gear. Oh, no, I love spinning gear. No, what? don't, don't really? let that don't let that change your mind. I love <laughs> spinning gear more than bait casting. Really? But the style of bait that I like more is a beaver. Okay, okay, I'm following you. But don't get me wrong, I, I love skipping a jig or a chatterbait around a dock. There's nothing like hearing that up underneath. Yeah, and I uh, can't skip a jig, so quit, you know, quit one-upping me over here. <laughs> well, I cheated the system a couple years ago. Got the Daiwa Tatuas. They're a game changer. Are they really? Oh, you have to get it. Like, they're awesome. The SV spool, I think they're like 200 bucks or something, but it's worth the money. You're a money maker over here. You got <laughs> business, and so that's 200 bucks is probably nothing to you. But, yeah, they're a game changer for sure. So, okay, you asked me my favorite bait. You said Ned Riggs or whatever, but what's what's your most confident bait? Not favorite. Because I would say I'm probably most confident with a swim jig, but okay. it's not always my favorite, you know? Again, we could get really picky and say where we fish and what are the conditions. Well, let's get picky. Oh, you said let's get picky. Okay. <laughs> Man. All right, I'll, give, I'll give you the layout. Yeah, I need you the layout. You go probably here. six to eight inches water clarity, mm. overcast day, about maybe 55 degree water temp. Okay. Kind of coming off spring from winter to spring okay and we're fishing for largemouth in this yeah black and blue finesse jig so are you a big old black and blue like go-to guy what do you said six to eight inches of visibility yeah well blue is in the water one of the most dominant colors and also bass see blue like it blue like pops to them 
like we see highlighter yellow, they uh-huh. see that's their blue basically. So I mean, I know in darker water that blue is key, especially oh, yeah. deeper too. Yep, I love black and blue. So what makes a good finesse jig? Because I mean, you have like millions of different jigs. You have yeah, exactly. skipping jigs, punching jigs, swim jigs, football jigs, yep. and then finesse jigs. I love the war eagle finesse jigs. But what makes it like? Um, what makes it your favorite? They have a little ball head on it, and then the skirt that they use is awesome. It undulates in the water. Like, I'm a little nerd. I like to get, like, a tank out and put stuff in the water. Oh, I do the same. Okay. Yeah. Right, we're nerds together, man. I don't feel so bad. But, yeah, that skirt will just pulsate. And then, obviously, a fish pick that up or whatever, and then whew, I love them. I love fishing a jig. The way you say, oh, I, I love them, man. I love them. Exactly, dude. You can't beat a jig, and that's a fun bite. You see your line start to swim away, and you just look back at your partner, my dad, whoever I'm fishing with. That's so fun. My favorite is when you like you know you have a bite, like using uh, a little finesse guy, and you're like, yep. you just look back, you're like, hey. Yep. Calling your shot. Yep. <laughs> Telling your buddy, rub it in a little bit. Exactly. That's the best. And then there's so many, like, different trailers you can put on. I, I like, love, I love, absolutely. I, the only trailer I use, no matter what I'm using, is the um, Rage Cross. Oh, yep. Once that water gets warmer, I love them. You can fish on a swim jig, finesse jig. Yeah, put it sideways on a swim jig, which, thanks, Kalskowski, you're the one that told me to put it sideways on a swim jig. Oh, um, and go. then football jig, you just do it regular. Awesome. E- yep. Even on, um, do you ever shaky head? Not enough. Ned Riggs kind of replaced that for Bro, me. Bro, owner, shaky heads. I'd believe so it, it's yeah. a big old offset bass hook, basically, yep. with an extended shank and then a little ball on the, on the top. So you can Texas rig it, and it's it. I've never bought any other shaky head, really, except for that. Really, no matter no go. matter what condition I'm fishing, and they always work. Man, I like the confidence. <laughs> Looks like you have a confidence bait. That, oh, that used work. to be that used to be my my favorite confidence bait ever. Really? Uh, paired up with um, I forget what kind of worms they were, but they were like, God, some like really unknown brand of worms but dude they'd stretch from like probably i mean arm length to arm length they'd stretch really? so kind of like that elastic like that z-man oh yeah but it's not z-man it's not elastic really i don't know what it is i, I would have to see the bag to know what they are that's sweet but so, um sometimes those like unknown brands get away from like the zoom the striking like yeah. the popular stuff i mean they're still them. in bass pro but the bag oh, okay. makes it like the bag that they're in makes it look like an infomercial bag like <laughs> one, that you'd, bag. Like one like that you'd see on um like TV, like I forget what the one old it banjo was. Banjo minnow. Yeah, there you go. That's like Malachi always says. I, well, I bought a banjo minnow on TV. <laughs> exactly, man. I said I've never used a banjo minnow. Uh, Mal- oh, talk to Malachi. He'll he'll tell you not to use them. <laughs> oh, I think you're gonna say it's like a legit thing. Like good. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh man, yeah. Maybe they work somewhere. I don't know. I've never used. All them. right, so we'll go from we'll go from like the that we'll go from you know super hot 65, 70 degree water temp, crystal clear, middle of summer. Crystal clear, you're starting to make me think like smallmouth. You can go smallmouth. Small right, let's do smallmouth then. Clear water. It looks like that's probably during the spawn, 65, 70, maybe just getting after, out after it. Spy bait, hair jig, that kind of stuff. I love a spy bait. You big I, hair jig fan? See, I I can't get it dialed in just right. Like the pros, like Jeff Gustafson, Seth Fighter, like those guys have it dialed in just right. I don't know. I'm starting to learn it a little bit. Not, I know. not where I want to be with it, but because yeah, I know Kyle Sikowski, he keeps asking me for hair jigs, and I'm like, all right, I'll make them for you. Like, dude, yeah. oh, I didn't even know those the hair jigs I showed you upstairs yeah. for walleye. Uh-huh. I was astonished those work. Those look like nothing. Exactly. And yeah. then all of a sudden, I took Hunter out, and he's like, "Hey, bring hair." I was like, "All right, I never use these, so like, yeah, I'll use them." Oh, was your first time? That's sweet. Yeah, Using I never, stuff. never that's used cool. them. I made them for like three years, never used them. Really? Yeah. That's cool. That <laughs> People got to just use told me they worked. That's awesome. <laughs> but, you know, sure enough, put, drop a bit in there. 
yeah. limit out in like not even an hour. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. The jig bite has been really good, to, or was really good this spring. But yeah, it's that hair jig. You get those really light finesse ones. Like that tank. hair, like flows though. Oh, it's sweet. Yeah. yeah it, you, like, if you ever watch that in a tank or in clear water, it's cool to watch that. That marabou just flow. It's sweet. Mm-hmm. And you got to put like a little, like tiny little piece of a senko on there just to give it weight, so you can cast it a little bit better. Because <laughs> yeah. obviously, it's super light and tough to cast, but. And then that spy bait, that's another little finesse deal that's really cool. Never use a spy bait. Everybody talks about them. Everybody yeah. from Adrian, I feel like, talks about them. Really? Well, probably that smallmouth, <laughs> that Michigan deal, that clean water. <laughs> yeah. Like Lake St. Clair, it's deadly. Like that's you got to have it. Yeah, because yeah. I've never even bought a spy I don't even know what they look like. I, I'm, I'm going really? to humble myself right now. I don't even know what they look yeah. like. Oh, yeah, you got to get on the spy <laughs> bait game. It looks like a topwater prop bait almost. It's got a blade on the front. Oh, uh, no, yeah. Okay, yeah, you got, yeah, no. yeah, and a blade on the back. Yeah, no, but, I don't think they look like that. Yep, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the spy baits are a game changer, though. I don't catch as many down at Erie because I think Erie's a little bit dirtier. You want a little bit, you want some clean water. But St. Clair, that, that'll catch them. I think in the spring, Erie is definitely dirty. Oh, with yeah. the, the, the blooms and everything. Exactly. Erie's always pretty dirty, if you think about it. I mean, it's, except a couple of weeks ago, it was crystal clear. But I think usually, it depends on where the wind's blowing. Exactly. And that's the nice thing about satellite imagery online, like Erie Modus. You can find, okay, man, Kelly's is dirty today. South Bass is dirty. Oh, but Middle Bass, there's a queen strip. Then you can go fish that strip. So you got to use every bit of technology you can to your advantage. Like the different wind like apps and different satellite imagery put everything in your favor and go out and catch fish whether it be smallmouth or walleye or perch whatever <laughs> i know i agree that's how uh well, me and hunter we did that big old run just to find clear water to exactly start yeah it. And you got to find that perfect water and it's it's a fun game putting those walleye and smallmouth together that little puzzle that's yeah. a blast dude. i love it <laughs> so it keeps you going back right i wish you guys could see this guy he's he is so happy just to talk about his, all this stuff i've oh, never yeah. seen a guy so excited well, before <laughs> <laughs> yeah walleye and smallmouth get me pretty excited not gonna lie to you Love it. Well, anything else you want to add? Anything you want to finish off with? No, I appreciate having me. Plug your it. Instagram real quick where they can find you at. For sure. Uh, Grant Gala, G-A-L-L-A for the last name there. Yeah, Grant Gala. Follow me on Instagram if you want to see some fish pics. And who doesn't like fish pics, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I love fish pics. If you're watching this podcast, I, I feel like everybody here likes to yeah, see a good fish. Exactly. Likes to see a good fish. That's a good way to put it. So, yeah, wish us luck this next weekend. Definitely go give him a follow. Um, he's going up into his what his final year of bass fishing now. Yeah, Adrian, it's hey, been awesome. Yeah, so go give him a follow. Kind of give him some good lucks here and there. <laughs> Find out when he's fishing. Maybe go sabotage him. You know, take the plug out of his boat. Yeah, or something. I don't know about that. Let's not go that far. <laughs> well, Grant, thanks for coming out. Thanks for making the trip. Appreciate, Appreciate it, man. it, man. And hope to see you guys here for the next one. See you.